0: This was the route, so I started at the very top. This is North Kaibab. You go all the way down the Colorado rivers in the middle and then you actually veer off uh, towards the right-hand corner of the map that takes you to South Kaibab. Go back down to the Colorado River, cross a bridge and then you end up at Bright Angel. That's the whole trip in and of itself.
1: You're listening to the Sasquatch Trail Runners podcast, where every run is a trail party. On this week's episode, we're sharing the recording from our Run Venture Zoom series on July 15th, 2020, where we got to hear Kaylin Hopkins share her epic story of completing the rim to rim to rim 50 mile trek at the Grand Canyon. So sit back, relax, or lace up your trail shoes and enjoy the show. All right, we are live on Facebook here with Kaylin Hopkins. Welcome, everybody. To the Sasquatch Trail Running Run Venture Zoom series, we are now on episode four. I believe this is the the fourth week that uh, we're doing this every other week on Wednesday evenings. Our first week we had Maggie Gutero on the video, and she shared her whole running story of how she started as a runner out in Philly, and um, now she's out in Colorado. And if you're familiar with her, you know she's doing crazy awesome things in the trail and ultra world. The next episode, we had James Leitner on chatting about his incredible 900 mile run venture this month in July. He is running to raise funds for his nonprofit charity, Mission Clean Water, where he is raising $30,000 by running 30 miles a day for 30 days in the month of July. So he is doing that every day this month. And he officially hit the halfway point. Um. after today. So he is running a crazy amount of miles. He's got a virtual event set up right now. You can find that on our social media page. You can join him virtually, or you're welcome to join him over at uh, Tamaquas Park in Westfield. I've shared a couple miles with him. He runs for five minutes and then walks for five minutes until he completes the 30 miles. So I encourage you to get involved in some way if you haven't already. Um, two weeks later, we had on Ryan Thorpe and Steve Lang, and they were chatting about their FKT records that they set on the New Jersey portion of the Appalachian Trail. So Ryan Thorpe set that record and then Steve went on to break the record, but they actually helped each other achieve those FKTs, which is really, really awesome. Just another amazing part of our really sweet trail running community. And so now we're here with Kaylin Hopkins and she's going to be sharing tonight about her epic story of running rim to rim to rim at the Grand Canyon. So, before we launch into her story, I'm going to share just a little bit of background about Sasquad Trail Running. If you're unfamiliar with who we are, we started hosting trail parties in 2018. That's what we love to call our trail running events. Obviously, 2020 has changed our plans along with everybody else. So, we are rolling with it, being creative and working hard to stay connected with you, our amazing community, doing events such as this our Run Venture Zoom series. We have that going on through the summer. We are also currently running our virtual race series called the Magically Mythical Virtual Race Series, and this event, if, as you can probably tell from the name, has a mythical creature theme because you know we're Sasquatch trail running, and those distances range from a 5K all the way up to 100 miles. So you can register for that event on RunSignup.com, and you can do as many events as you want. If you actually, if you sign up for all of them, the 5K through the 100 mile, we've got this awesome handcrafted wood display rack. And for the 100 miles, we have a handcrafted wood buckle, which is really awesome. A little bit of recap on some things that have been going on. Today was the final day of our semi-virtual race, the Fat Sass Switchback Challenge, where we invited runners to go out to our race course at the South Mountain Reservation to complete the race on their own time, whatever day they wanted to the last two weeks. So if you did that race and you want your results to go on ultra Sign Up, please make sure you email them to me at sasquattrailrunning at gmail.com. And we're gonna load those events over the weekend. And then yesterday we hosted day number six of the 10 day of 10 Ks, which is a really, really awesome event that's going on right now. There's still a few days left in it. Um, this is put on by this really awesome charity In our community called Men, New Jersey and what they do is raise funds and then they provide fresh healthy food and produce to local families who are in need so that's an awesome organization Um, you can still you can catch up with them through the link on our social media that they still have a couple days left in their series of 10 days of 10ks that's all that's happened in the last couple weeks and two weeks from now we're going to invite Kelsey Miller on the next Run Venture zoom series she's a local ultra runner and she's going to share her story about overcoming depression through her couch to ultra journey so you don't want to miss that that is in two weeks it'll be back here on facebook live so without further ado we have kaylin hopkins on the video tonight and just real quick i'm not going to share a ton because she's going to launch into it but in september of 2019 she went out to the Grand Canyon and completed the epic rim-to-rim-to-rim run at the Grand Canyon, which is about 50 miles long and has approximately 11,000 feet of elevation gain over those 50-ish miles. So. When I heard her story, I, I saw her posting it on social media back in September. I, I think I reached out to you and was like, this is on my bucket list. I want to know everything you can tell me about it. And she graciously shared her experience with me and the tips that she had along the way. So when this we started planning this Zoom series, she was absolutely on the top of the list because I know I'm not the only one who has dreams of getting to the Grand Canyon. And I'm sure some of you want to tackle rim to rim or maybe even the rim to rim to rim. Kaylin's got some awesome firsthand advice. She did this trip on the cheap, which I also love. So she's going to share some really cool tips about making it affordable. And she did it in a crazy weekend. But anyway, I'm going to stop talking because she's going to share the story. So Kaylin, you have the screen. You're going to, She's going to chat for about 20 to 30 minutes. We've got some rapid fire questions at the end. And then after that, you can drop your comments and questions along the way on the Facebook live feed. And I will read them to her at the end and we'll do a little Q&A. So, Kaylin, all yours. Hey. Um,
0: first, Kim, thank you so much for thinking of me. Um, I know I'm always posting about my adventures online, and you're so cool. You're always like, oh, that's awesome, that's fun. So I'm really excited that I get to share one little piece of what I do. Um, so thank you. And I just want to shout out your organization, Saspot. I think it's amazing what you're doing. Um, and really like what you're doing for New Jersey um, and the trail runners here uh, you just have such positive energy so I just first want to start off with that um, thank you Kaylee I appreciate it oh you're welcome you're welcome of uh, the other thing I mean we've all been on lockdown with COVID and everything else going on in this crazy world right now 2020 is shut down so I can't see who's on the other end of the screen, but I just wanna say hi to everyone out in the virtual land. People that know me know I'm a super big hugger. (laughs) Like if I could hug all my friends, like that's all I ever do. Even the people that aren't huggers, I still wanna hug them. So I just wanna send out like a virtual hug to everyone. um, Cause I don't know, it's very lonely. I I think we can all, Kind of agree that we're going through like this really weird time um and then i just wanted to um do one more shout out to um some local uh trail groups um my original group is uh, ugf uptown gentle friends um, that mercer county New Jersey. um, Really cool people. We all think that our groups have like the best people. So obviously, I'm going to shout them out first. Um, In South Jersey, the Pineland Striders, they are so amazing. Um, Right now, a few of them are actually out in Ball State, um, kicking butt doing over 300 miles across Tennessee. So it's really, really super cool. I mean, these people are just like, it's good people. Um, And then last um, this group out in PA, the Run Holes. Um, I, I can't even tell you how much I laugh with them. They're amazing, great people. And I just want to shout out one other person. I don't even think she's on, but um, Christine Stanvik. she just completed um, the very first female FKT on the Horseshoe Trail. I believe that was like over 140 miles. So, I just want to uh, reach out to my community. Um I I think you can agree there's when you find your people, you find your people. So those are my people. Um so just wanted to say hi to everyone.
1: That's awesome. And that's just a testament to the amazing trail running community we have that you know everyone's got a tribe and we're connected and I know all those groups you talked about and uh it's awesome.
0: Yeah. So um, I guess I'll start off with um, a little bit about myself. Um, So I would say actually I'm a hiker before anything else. Um, I've been hiking forever. My family, I come from a military family. So when I came to the States, um, I was like a junior or senior in high school and I did a lot of hiking. And then I, I, I started seeing people running through trails um and that's kind of what actually got me into trail running um people kind of stopped me because in general i would hike and run because the sun goes down and you kind of want to get off the trail at that point um so that I, i come from a hiking background but i also do trail running and i would say at this point i kind of do a hybrid of both trail running and hiking um Right now with everything shut down, I've really focused on um, mountain running, uh, which has a lot of hiking in it. And um, there's hikers out there that are certainly much faster than a lot of trail runners, surprisingly. Um, So uh, that's kind of where I got started into all this. And with anything that you love, whether it's shopping, whether it's a different sport like swimming, eventually you do it enough that you want to go deeper and deeper and deeper and for me it just you know I found my passion in running farther and farther and just kind of exploring different areas so with that said um Grand Canyon how did that come to happen so um I do a lot of trail races. I, I do a couple, I try to at least get about three races a year outside of my state. Um, I love the West coast. Um, I love the East coast, but it just so happens that, um, back in January or February of, uh, Uh, 2019 I was um, at a trail race uh, doing 100k actually got sick at that race um, and ended up dropping out but coincidentally I ran into well not literally ran into but I came across some other people who um, it was just horrible weather Um, everything that could go wrong was going wrong a lot of people were dropping out we ended up uh, carpooling up to the Grand Canyon. I actually had no idea about the Grand Canyon. Um, I, I didn't know it existed. I, I don't know why, it just was not on my radar.
1: Get out of here.
0: <laughs> I know it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> um, I don't know, I guess it's because I always look for mountains and that's the opposite. It's a huge uh, canyon in the ground. So it just was never on my radar. But I'll never forget when I went there, it just kind of like took my breath away. I I just like not a lot of when you do a lot of traveling, uh, those moments uh, become fewer and far between and you just kind of look for more adventure. But um, I remember I think I was there for like an hour and there was snow on the ground, which to me blew my mind because I was like, Arizona has snow. What are you kidding me? I don't don't know, I just didn't know much about Arizona. So from that moment on, I was like, oh, wow. Um, I need to come back here. Um, So at that point, you know, I came back, continued on with my busy life. We're all busy Um, and I kept Googling around about it and um, I, I just thought it was pretty cool. It just so happens that um, there were some other people that were actually going out there and that kind of um, piqued my interest even more. And that's how I ended up um, going, uh, catching a flight out there. So um, I guess that that's like how I kind of get started with all these ideas of where I wanna go. I, I don't have specific um, areas in the US that I particularly wanna to go to. But like if I read a book and there's like this epic adventure that's happened in an area or if just like I coincidentally happen to have gone uh, to the Grand Canyon for an hour randomly like and it kind of took my breath away. Um, those are the things that really inspire me. I um, don't really have a map that I'm like, oh, I wanna go here or I wanna go there. Um, so it, it's, those are my connections to areas. Um, the one thing that I do want to say, um, because most of my trips are done by myself solo, um, it's number one, it's very empowering. Number two, I think it's super important that you're self-sufficient, especially if you're going to be out on the trails for hours, days um, on end by yourself. A lot of times there is no cell reception. So self-sufficiency is a really huge thing. Um, But um, just finding that why, for me, I don't have this big thing of, I wanna do this or I wanna do that because Uh, there's something missing in me no it's what's taking my breath away what's what's a memory that I just kind of want to expand on or really like dig deeper in so for me it just so happens that I went there I was there for an hour took my breath away and I was like whoa so that's my story Um, the other thing about my travels that um, is really huge for me Um, I really like I say cheap but it's not so much cheap I like to save my money so that when I splurge, I can splurge on things I want. Uh, Running gear isn't cheap. Uh, Flights aren't cheap. Uh, Even if you can find them cheap, they're still, you know, that's money out your pocket that you could be spending it like out on the trail or visiting a a certain location that's kind of off the grid that you need to find a guide or something like that. So that's why like uh, being frugal is super huge because I want to make sure that my money goes to exactly where I want it to go to. Sometimes I'll play games, like like the month before a trip, I'll actually try my best not to go to the cafeteria at work and spend my money I will make a sandwich or whatever it is um, and pocket that money. And that becomes my spending money for the trips. So I'm trying to like throw these little uh, hacks out there that I do so that I can kind of maximize my trip in general. So um, that's uh, what I ended up actually uh, doing for this trip. So um, what I did do, Uh, specifically for this trip. So I, like many of us, uh, well, pre-COVID, work a lot of hours. Uh, I work 40 to 50 hours a week. I'm also um, in school. So timing is really important to me. And that's why I try to slam these trips into weekends. Um, So a lot of times I'll take red-eye flights. um, And that's what I did for this trip. And red-eyes, depending on when you purchase your ticket, it can be cheaper. I don't know, flights uh, and the flight industry always changes and who knows what it's gonna be post COVID or, or post everything that's going on 2020. However, the important thing that I wanna point out is that in order to maximize my time, I literally will make sure that I have an Uber from my job to the airport and fly out and take a red eye. The other great thing about that is that you can sleep. So um, it's not, I can kind of sleep anywhere. So that's really, that goes to my benefit. Um, And and that right there maximizes more time when I land on the ground, just get a rental um, from wherever I'm at. Um, Depending on where I'm staying, I will uh, get a bigger vehicle, a comfy one to crash depending on, um, where I'm at. If there's, if it's a really barren area, car camping, no shame in that, you know, plus you save on, um, hotels, so, or Airbnbs, whatever it is that you do. So with that said, um, I think those are like the two main things. That, the, well, in general, that's what I do for my trips. That's how I save money. Um, and um, I think now I should probably go into like the big picture here talking about the Grand Canyon.
1: and us yeah, the- do it. Let's do it. Okay, excellent. <laughs> All
0: right. Okay so can you see it?
1: Perfect you got it nailed it. (laughs)
0: Great okay so um, Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim um, it's pretty popular now um, for individuals to go from what rim to rim to rim is is going from one side of the Grand Canyon traversing all the way of like going through a bowl down the canyon all the way across the colorado river and then up to the other side of the canyon and then you can either traverse all the way back down and go back up where you started or you can the more the other popular route is to go um it's kind of like a y shape so i went north kaibab that's where i started I went to South Kaibab, and then I ended at Bright Angel. Um, And it was really cool. Um, One of the things that I wish I had done ahead of time was actually to uh, do a little bit more research on the uh, geology. I I guess that's the right word of the area. Um, Because I found myself, I mean, I'm surprised I didn't break my neck. I kept looking everywhere and just like, I was fascinated with everything that I was seeing. I mean, it's just, you're a peon. It's one of those areas, like a lot of times you think, oh, I'm at the top of a mountain and wow, I'm so tiny. I'm so up there, but you get the exact same feeling at the Grand Canyon. So I I do wish that I had done that ahead of time. So I'm gonna go into um, some of the logistics first. Um, So again, I said, take red-eye flights um the important thing here the reason why i do that and this is just what's important to me um i don't have a lot of time so red-eye flights are key to me so i take a red-eye typically to where i'm going and i'll take a red-eye back to work which is definitely risky i will not kid you um depending on the airports there are um showers so um that's something that you can always do. If again, I'm all about maximizing time, so you can always look up and see which airports have bathrooms. Uh, just Google. I mean, I'm the type of person I ask a million questions, but then on top of that, I also do the legwork. Like, don't just go and ask people around because everyone's experience is different. I, I just find that finding the right information plus things change all the time, and clearly everything's going to change at this point with everything that's going on um transportation um and and again this isn't just specific to grand canyon i'm, I'm trying to narrow it down to that so i apologize <laughs> um transportation rental car straight from the um straight from the airport there's lots of options you can um go through travelocity there's um, there's other ones where you can like put bids in. If you happen to know people where you're going, I mean, make friends all the time, especially trail runners, we tend to do that. Um, and hikers also, uh, build your network because you'll find what I have found with my travels is that there's actually quite a, a few faces that you end up starting to see um, in your travels. So if you know someone that lives in an area you can certainly have them uh, drive you, uh, do you a favor and you, you can certainly return that favor, especially if you live in like a really cool place. So um, one of the other things that I found, this information I found very difficult to find um, when I was doing my research, I wasn't sure um, where to park to actually start the actual um rim to rim to rim so i knew that i wanted to start at north kai bob um but i i just i found it difficult to find the information where am i going to uh park so it just so happens that um if you park at bright angel it's free free is a good thing free is great um and safe it's very safe so that's super important um from Bright Angel, taking it, you bring cash because you're going to need to take a cab um, from there to uh, North Kaibab. I think it was like a 15 to 20 minute uh, ride um, and it came to $12 plus whatever you wanted to tip the person. Um, the other thing that I do want to say is I remember specifically... The taxi cab, I, I was like, oh, well, the night before, I'll go ahead and call the cab service so that it can be ready. Um, there's only really one cab service, or there was at least last year. Um, it, it, it's just, a they kind of have a monopoly on the, the, um, the I guess the transportation um, in that area. And uh, any which way, my point is that, um, they're gonna ask you to call uh, 15 to 20 minutes ahead of time. So make sure that you have all of your stuff ready. Basically your book bag uh, ready to go, okay? Um, So, um, and the cab service, the phone number is pretty widely published one good resource specific to the grand canyon there is there are three um facebook groups for the grand canyon um one is for hiking one is for trail running and one is just a general grand canyon one and a lot of times people will like put their questions in there and you can just go into the search function and look up anything but specific to the taxi just look up taxi and they'll give you the information. There is a shuttle available, but if you're gonna be doing the entire traverse, it's really important to think about timing. Um, If you're gonna be leaving super early in the morning, the shuttles aren't available at that time. So um, that's why you want to go with the cab service. And I think for uh, people who are doing the rim-to-rim-to-rim crossing, they tend to do the taxi. The shuttles are free, Um, but to me, $12. This is where the saving the money before the trip comes in handy. There's, there you go. There's the $12 I'm going to get on. I'm going to go when I want to go. So there's
1: a lot of money you saved, right?
0: Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) so lodging um first I want to say I was shocked I mean I guess I'm just like a true northerner I I I think of like LA I think of New York City um and big metropolises as expensive places but holy cow Grand Canyon Village and the town just before it mind-blowing it's like you're at a resort and I'm like what So, super important. Let me backtrack a little about that. If you're, uh, when you're buying anything, uh, buy it in the near, the town's nearest to like where your, um, where the airport is because the closer you get to the Grand Canyon, the more expensive everything is when it comes to food when it comes to um, supplies. I mean, the good thing is, um, I can't remember the specific name of the village, but just before the village, there's this town that has a really great outdoor supply store, but everything is super expensive. And, um, you know, we tend to forget things, even if it's a headlamp, I mean, it's expensive. So I just want to put that out there. Um, If you're specifically planning this trip, please, I urge you buy everything ahead of time. So, um, so uh, back to lodging. Uh, there's Airbnbs, there's hotels, um, and you can actually stay in the Grand Canyon. They have lots of cabins, and they're very um, well priced. But you have to book it like six months to a year in advance. Um, I, because I, I, in general, I'm a, um, i am do my trips uh, spur of the moment. I tend to look more towards um, hotels and Airbnbs. Um, if I'm going somewhere where I really don't know the area, I'll actually go to a hotel um, because with hotels, you know the ratings, Airbnbs or anything else, of uh, VRBO, you just can't always tell like how thin those walls are. and. and And, you know, there's just, there's a little bit more risk involved. I just want to, like, if I have a big trip, I want to put my head down and not worry about anything. Plus, hotels have pools, uh, you're guaranteed Wi-Fi, especially if you're, for the most part, especially if you're going on these trips to, uh, like, really remote areas, having Wi-Fi is priceless. Um, The other thing that, here's another one of my hacks that I always do. Um, finding a hotel that has continental breakfast Um,
1: that's super important free food so
0: again ways to save money Um, so and and that's not because I'm uh, hoarding or anything it's just the reality is is Continental breakfast typically is available from 5 to 6 a.m. on. So it's really nice to be able to eat, to have nice hot coffee, not make coffee um, in your room. Um, And it gives you kind of like that, that mental space to, okay, I've got everything together. Let me go ahead and eat before uh, my adventure. So um, it just so happens that this hotel um and i apologize that i don't have the name for it they actually had a huge bin in the in the front with apples free apples apple here apple there red and green so i stocked up on apples because i wasn't sure you know you, you just you can never have too much food <laughs> especially um when you're going out on on these long uh trips um So I think that's pretty much the gist of logistics from getting there Um, and getting back, same thing. Now, I will say that when you finish your, uh, if you end up finishing at Bright Angel, you'll still, uh, depending on where you parked, you'll still take the shuttle. Shuttles are pretty cool. They're every... um, I want to say every 10 minutes, but don't quote me on that. It's every 10 to 30 minutes. So you're not waiting around for hours on end, which is really convenient, uh, especially when you're exhausted or if it's before your trip, it's just really convenient to have that frequency going on. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and go to the next slide. (laughs) Okay, so packing lists. Um, I hate putting my luggage under the cabin when I fly. Um, I It's never happened to me, but I have a really big fear of my bags being left, uh, you know, under the car, uh, cabin. And actually before one of my races out in, um, I think it was Georgia. I don't know. It was somewhere down South. My, um, my uh, running pack, was connected I had it like securely connected to my suitcase and it must have like dislodged or fallen apart from it so guess who oh, went shoot. by herself I was so incredibly lucky I happened to have had a crew for that race and Uh, That morning, I actually started the race and I had borrowed one, Lenore actually, I know that you know her, she allowed me to, or she gave me her uh, running vest, but if anybody uses book bags or running vests, you know that they're a pretty specific fit and depending on the length of your race, uh, there's a certain capacity that you need. So, um, I start, I happen to have started that race. Uh, Meanwhile, my crew went out into the town looking for a running pack like they knew what I wear and they were able to find it and they met me at like the next aid station and I I was just like so long story short I never ever like to put stuff underneath the cabin especially again I just take one weekend at a time for these trips so I need to be efficient and I can't take that kind of risk so that's a little too risky for me um so with that said, um I always have a large book bag that can fit uh in in the overhead. Um I carry my um hydration vest, my running vest. It uh typically I'll just actually attach it to the outside of my bag and when you're flying, you can always just stick that under your seat cuz everyone always gets that plus one little area. So that's super convenient. So, but what that also means is that you have to stick to the um, basics. Oh gosh, I just looked at the time, so I'm so sorry. I'm like taking so long. You're good. Um, You're good. Uh, okay. So, um, so layers. Layers are number one. I, I have it all listed there. Um, I do not like being cold, so I I tend to not take. Um, trips in the winter time so summertime regardless you know you're gonna have to layer up so everything i have everything pretty much listed there um you can always worst case scenario take off layers or wash it in the river the colorado river is spectacular i have to tell you that it's super clean super green you'll see in the pictures um hiking or running additional things so um when i take these trips the other important thing to me is to be able to um i don't want to i don't duplicate my trips so like i've gone to some pretty cool places it's i'm kind of like a one and done person because there's just such a huge world out there with that said so um depending on what i'm doing it it I I base that off of what I'm bringing. So for Grand Canyon, uh, gaiters are super important. Um, The terrain itself is very easy. It's just like, I feel like it was like running uh, on cross country terrain, Um, but there's a lot of sand. So you need to wear gaiters. Some people say wear sand gaiters, doesn't really matter. I don't personally buy uh, gear that isn't multifunctional. So, but gators are super huge. They'll save your life. Um, I chose to, uh, bring additional stuff just in case I needed to spend the night. Um, so I did end up sleeping about, uh, four hours, which was really hard. Um, again, there were other people from New Jersey that went and we were able to kind of share gear uh, we met up at different points in the actual trail itself so everybody was kind of like doing their own thing but it's also kind of nice from a safety perspective um, to just know that somebody else is out there and you're gonna run into them at some point um the other thing that you need to get is a camping permit this is really important because um I think spending so I spent $34 I think it depends on where you stay. the important thing is that it varies in price, but the $35 is totally worth it in case you do need to kind of crash and get those extra that extra sleep, which happened to be the case. Um, you can actually—they open up the slots monthly, so at the be, uh, just a few days before the beginning of the lot, you can look on the Grand Canyon site and see what slots are available and snack it, snatch it up. So there isn't a lot of time that you have to waste on that. Um, Nutrition—I'm gonna. This is probably the simplest way of knowing how much you need to carry, whatever distance you're doing. Um, fluid I always have a bladder and I always have um, a container that um, actually have it over here on the side a Katahdin, um a filter bottle so that you can filter your water um, and find out anywhere that you go specifically in the Grand Canyon there's Quite a few areas where you can refill water however they're not always working so make sure that you check ahead of time if you go on one of the facebook groups they'll actually tell you hey fyi this place isn't working so it helps you kind of figure out where you're going to refill your water so that's super important food okay so this varies from person to person uh, this was one of the things that I kind of fell behind on I um, 200 calories per hour is what I had planned on so it 50 miles so 200 times 50 miles whatever that total is that's the amount of calories that you need to ensure that you bring um, Phantom Ranch is really awesome it's right after the Colorado River. It's right in the middle. You can always buy more food there. And that's what I ended up doing. So FYI 200, if I were to do it again, because I went in in September and the heat was in the nineties, I would have probably bumped it up to 250 or even 300 calories per hour. I was not running the entire thing. I was running and hiking it. So you kind of have to figure that out. But that's just a kind of a simple calculation so that you know how much calories to take, even if you're doing a short 20 mile trail run. So, um, and then extra batteries, um, battery chargers, batteries for your headlamp, two headlamps, cell phone doubles as a camera for your pictures, sunblock, the Grand Canyon has no cover, so you will burn. I am tan, I burned. So, um, and sunglasses because that's it, it. Was it's hard on your eyes also. Um, GPS device I happen to use all trails. I paid for the yearly membership, twenty bucks, and I know exactly where I'm at. Cash for Phantom Ranch. So I think I'm getting into the pictures now. Oh, this was the route. So I started at the very top. I don't know if you can see my cursor, but um, at the very top, this is North Kai Bob. You go all the way down the Colorado Rivers in the middle. And then you actually veer off uh, towards the right-hand corner of the map that takes you to South Kaibab, go back down to the Colorado River, cross a bridge, and then you end up at Bright Angel. That's the whole trip in and of itself. Pictures, okay, this is the fun part. So um, I don't know what kind of animal this is but they were everywhere in the parking lots.
1: And they it's were not ma- Sasquatch, I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, it's not Sasquatch. <laughs> they, it was mating season and they were aggressive. I can tell you that much. Um, this is from the parking lot, what you start to look at. So from far away, it looks like a huge, just flat area. But once you get closer, you see like all the ridges and it's really impressive. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, This, the sun had already started to um, come up again. This is just like right off uh, side of the trail. You can see the the ridge line. On the left, this is exactly what the trail is. Dirt, sand, red, compacted, um, and lots of stairs. Um, But they're long, so it's not like you can train for this. On regular stairs. Um, you kind of, there is no way to train for this unless you live in the area, in my opinion, other than lots of hill repeats, long hill repeats, preferably. Um, so, if you'll notice, this picture is tilted to the side. There is a very specific reason why. I never thought that I, I don't have a fear of animals, not bears, not coyotes. I've been exposed to all that. These are mules. These mules go up and down all day long to Phantom Ranch. The problem is these are not normal mules. I think of mules as kind of short and stocky. These are not short. These are like horses, ginormous horses, and they're super muscular. And I would say that this trail is about maybe four to five feet. So off to the left is the actual wall i attached my body completely to the wall and first i was on my back i flipped around put my face towards the wall and i was like god i hope that they cannot feel my heart pumping out my chest because i feel like animals can sense that i was like they're gonna kick me that was my biggest fear that was actually my only fear on this trail but you know those are the fun things that you encounter when you travel it was super scary though all right so um As you're coming down North Kaibab, you see the Colorado River. I hope that you can see, I I really couldn't appreciate it until I saw it, the green. That's a natural, that's exactly, there's no filter on this. This is the exact color green and it's beautiful and it's cold and it's super clean. The closer you get, you can see all the rock formations underneath and it's just like, amazing actually to the left hand side of that bridge that's the bridge that you cross from north kai uh when you're coming down north Kaibab uh to cross over um just a little off screen to the left there's actually a little beach and there were totally people there a lot of people actually do a kayak across the colorado river so um, that's something that you can also do um if you're ever interested in that phantom ranch the infamous phantom ranch um this is like real deal Western stuff. I felt like I was like in a, a, those black and white movie or TV shows where there's like horses and there's like legit cowboys. Um, two super important things. This is where you can resupply on um, food, but also you have to have the lemonade. You have to. It is the best lemonade in the world. This is a very arid environment and this lemonade just, it, it just, it brings life back to you. So I just wanted to point that out. Magic um, lemonade. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, in between the last picture and this picture was the overnight section. I got to South Kaibab um, in the dark. I was lucky that um, I found one of the other Jersey runners and we kind of did the whole area together. It's super beautiful. It's not scary at all. This, you couldn't find a, a more safer place to be um, in the Grand Canyon. Everything is super easily marked. So um, there's no real pictures of that or the campsite, but um, I crashed actually on a bench and it was like so perfect. I sleep like a rock, so it was awesome. Um, This is another view of the um, Colorado River as I'm now crossing from South Kaibab up to Bright Angel. I cannot express how difficult it is to climb Bright Angel. The entire thing is a climb. I can't remember the amount of miles. I want to say 10 to 15. It's all uphill this part in the picture I don't know if you can see the cursor at the very bottom that's part of the trail the very last two miles so it's like a thousand feet of gain per mile wow in sand completely exposed oh my goodness and this is at the
1: end right
0: (laughs) the end this is where you this is it unless you decide to go back to North Kaibab uh yeah North Kaibab and still you're going to be ascending because again you're basically doing a bowl you're going down the bowl across and all the way back this was probably one of the hardest things and I've climbed some pretty legit mountains um the problem is is there's no cover and it's sandy and it's pretty steep so um it was tough I'd recommend hiking poles actually. Um and the coolest thing, a canyon goat. There's canyon goats in the Wow. Garden. Yeah, so I just wanted to point that out. There's there were so like there were a million really cool things about this trip. Um so much wildlife um I, it's, it's definitely a once in a lifetime experience. I mean, Hey, look, if you want to do it multiple times, go for it. If you want to do it, like I did, I ran most of it, hiked a good portion of it. Also, if you want to hike the whole thing I did, so total time on this was about 17 hours minus the three to four hours of sleep. So it's solely doable. Um, in the running world, I consider myself a mid-packer, so that's the time frame for someone like me. Um, so that's what I've got. It's, I highly recommend it. It's, it's totally worth all the hype, for sure. So I'm going to take off the share now.
1: Hey. Hey, that was awesome. That was awesome. And you want, you want me to remind you to ask um, what worked and what didn't. So I'm reminding oh. you of that.
0: Yes, thank you so much. So what worked? Um, pre, uh, having GPS, um, because when you get tired and you want to know how long, or even if you start to run low on water, knowing where the next water stop is is critical so that you can kind of gauge how much you can push or not push. Um, so kind of the, the obviously planning, but really having GPS, that, that was like a savior. Um, what didn't work? Calories that 200 calories per hour, no way. Um, I should have bumped it up to 300, being safe 350. Phantom Ranch really saved me, but even at the end, at Bright Angel, I had met up with um the other Jersey Runners and they just happened to um have shared, um, I think, like some gels or something. So I was super grateful for that. Uh, that. I, I tanked on that. So, you know, this is something you have to figure out on your own. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's what worked and what didn't.
1: That is awesome. All right. I I am going to, um, I, I wrote down some questions of my own, so I'm going to cut the line for everybody else who has questions because I'm going I'm to jump in here. Um, uh-huh. I was curious when I was listening to you talk. So you, you brought a lot with you. So I was curious, what size pack did you have? Um, is it larger than your normal running pack because you it sounded like you had uh extra gear for camping and stuff so was it like a fast pack that you used or do you know the liter size um it was 30 liters 30 liters okay
0: yeah um since that trip i've um i've done quite a few i've done about four or five other trips and i'm now experimenting with fast packing um i don't think that's something that you can just jump into um It's something that you kind of have to learn what type of runner or hiker you are um, and what your needs are and how, um, what kind of luxuries you want and what you're willing to cut out. So that's kind of where I'm experimenting. I actually just got Ultimate Direction um, the other day and it's like really highly rated. um, So we'll see. Uh, I'll let you know how that works. Yeah, out.
1: yeah. So it was 30 liters. And then if you had a guess, how heavy do you think it was when, obviously it got lighter as a, as your trip went on. Yeah. You started.
0: The really cool thing about the Grand Canyon is since the entire first section is downhill, the weight didn't bother me at all. I think I was about 25 pounds. Okay. Um yeah, that's
1: that's yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, ideally when you're, hiking you never want to go over 30 and also when you're training for any of these trips train with the weight I mean um if anybody follows me on straw nobody but if you do you'll see a lot of like walking with like a uh, weighted vest just to kind of simulate uh that weight then you get a realistic idea of how long things are going to take
1: you right okay um just for people who are listening who might not know what fast packing is do you want to say sure. what real um, quick
0: Yeah, so I think I actually use two terms interchangeably, fast packing and light backpacking. So fast packing is basically trail running longer distances. A lot of times it can take you into uh, the next day, two or three days. Um, You can even, I mean, if you're elite, you could trail run five days. I mean, there's people out there doing it. Um, And then ultra, the difference with, the difference is uh, also you typically don't uh, sleep. Um, like, camp with a tent, um, or you usually just use a bivvy, which is kind of like a sleeping
1: bag that you can sleep with. Awesome. And then I had one other question about um, your description of of the start to finish. It sounds like most of the elevation you're gaining is when you're ascending back out of the canyon. What is it like when you're down at the bottom? Is it relatively flat, or is it rolling, or? It's pretty
0: flat. That's the fun part is you can actually feel like you're running which is cool you can't feel you are running you i I totally packs a little lighter you can certainly run um grand canyon's really cool so what i I did was a lot of running and a lot of stopping because i would just be blown away by like these plants that i'd never been exposed to um you don't see this stuff in a lot of areas so
1: yeah totally flat awesome Awesome. All right, we're gonna do uh, an abbreviated rapid fire question. So you just wanna answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't put a lot of thought into it. These are goofy and fun. So we ask every guest, the first and most important question is, do you believe in Sasquatch? And have you ever seen him?
0: Of course I believe in Sasquatch. Obviously. (laughs) Uh, um, Hey, look, when I'm out on the trails, especially at night, I talk to animals all the time. People that know me know I'll howl at the moon. I will say, hey, bear, I'm in your living room. I'm a totally good person. So yeah, if I I haven't personally seen Sasquatch. But if I did, I'd give them a high five and keep on my way and kind of let them do a thing.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, OK, next question. Um, I will edit it a little bit because you said this. Th- those, uh, what are they called, the mules, they scared you the most. Besides them outside of the Grand Canyon, what animal on the trail creeps you out the most if you, if you were to see them
0: in the Grand Canyon or in general, in general, in general, um, I think, and this is actually prohibited. Like I don't have the guts yet to do like really long secluded trail runs out West because I'm just not familiar with the animals. Like, I think if I saw like a cougar, I, I just don't. If I know what to do, it's fine. But I mean, I, now I'm used to bears. I've seen so many black bears um, over here on the East Coast. I don't even get scared. Um, I just kind of sing and clap and make myself look big. So Cougars.
1: Awesome, all right, Cougars. Um, next question. If you had to sing karaoke right now, what song would you choose?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> um. I don't know. I'm like a really huge folk fan. Um, awesome. I, I I don't know. I, nothing's coming to my head, but it would totally be a folk song. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look at my playlist. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> no problem. We putting you on the spot. It would
1: be a the folk spot.
0: song, and I would like pretend that like I was in some crazy like. The middle midwest or something i don't know i know that's very like i'm pretending they're very folksy but who knows
1: <laughs> awesome all right um uh, let's see next question is all-time favorite movie go hmm.
0: oh my god I- i'm dating i'm aging myself but the goonies
1: oh, oh goonies so good <laughs> yes you can't, you can't go wrong with the Goonies. No. You can't. <laughs> um, okay, and next question. Um, do you have a bucket list? And if you do, is there an item that you're eyeing up right now that you want to? Um,
0: yeah, I am. I'm eyeing up something right now. I'm kind of keeping it up under wraps. Okay. Um, i right. to share. Yeah, but I, I can tell you that um, I read a book. Um probably like earlier this year and it just completely inspired me. And I'm just like, I can't wait to do it and hopefully I'll be successful. And I mean, it's nothing super huge, but it's, it's close to my heart. Those are my whys, so it's got a why to it.
1: Awesome. All right, and let's see, last question in the rapid fire. Um, if your family could choose one word to describe your running habits, what word would they choose?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, oh God, I already know my husband would say I'm dirty. dirty. I, always have, <laughs> I always have dirt on me. Always. Like, okay. I'm always running. So I always have dirt. If you look at my Jeep, I have like a it's, it's basically the outdoors in my Jeep. So yeah, dirty, but I mean, in the sense of dirt itself.
1: Okay, <laughs> not you physically as as a person. No, 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 not
0: at
1: all. Awesome, all right, you survived the rapid fire questions. I'm gonna hop into the uh, the Facebook live chat and see if we've got any questions for you. So give me one second here. Yeah. I'm just gonna pull it up on my phone whoa 78 comments so oh, let's, hi let's everybody <laughs> what's going on in here um oh well, there's some goonie quotes in here bullet bullet holes the size of matzo balls that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, let's see i kind of um i stole this question from ryan ryan thorpe asked what's next uh what's your next big adventure any bucket list trails which i guess you kind of you already spoke to that.
0: I can okay. tell you that it'll be next month and I'm super stoked. I'll totally post about it and give you an update. And uh, It's
1: so near and dear. I just, I, I can't wait. <laughs> okay, no problem. We'll, we'll move on. Next question. Sure. Uh, this is from Bailey Lewis of Short Hills. She says, what is your favorite post-run food? Oh God. In general,
0: I eat very healthy, but give me a Whopper not a Whopper Junior, a Whopper with cheese. And I will inhale it in like five seconds flat.
1: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. All the time, like I literally look for Burger Kings. That's so, yeah. awesome. Do you get it with fries as well or just you just go straight no, walk? I just
0: kinda, I don't even, like I inhale it. I don't remember. <laughs> and by the time I get home, I'm like ready to have dinner or lunch or whatever time it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's amazing. I love uh, okay uh diana says uh what was your total time for the trip and i think you said only four hours were sleeping
0: yeah so excluding the sleeping hours about 17 hours i'm a mid packer um and i did that was with running and hiking um so that's how i did it i don't know i was just like looking all over the place. it's gorgeous
1: awesome awesome <laughs> All right, we've got another question here. Uh, Why did you choose the Prezi Traverse for your birthday? I love the cupcake photo.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know. Um, It's just this, again, it's a weird year. So I'm just kind of like doing a lot of exploring. And again, I am also trying to improve on my mountain running. So um, that kind of like Ticked off two things. I really wanted to do it by myself. I wanted to see how much moxie I had. Um, It was very uh, challenging because of the fog. Um, There wasn't not only because of the fog, but also because a lot of the trail signs aren't necessarily uh, facing exactly where they need to face. And um, also, one last thing. I don't know if it was just because i was tired i definitely felt like the mile markers were off but it was probably because i was tired (laughs) Uh, but yeah um i just wanted to do something fun and just prove to myself that i've got some gumption still and that was it that's awesome thank you and that was a random stranger i was like i'm sorry i know i'm a dork can you please take
1: a picture you have to do that no you have to do that (laughs) Uh let's see. Okay, Sean Kane asks two questions, uh what about pre-run food and then uh headphones or nature.
0: Um uh for safety reasons I don't do nature. I mean, I don't do headphones um <laughs> not even just because of animals. I think humans are more dangerous than animals. Right. Um and I don't mean like somebody trying to attack you. I mean, like if you're running along the trail right next to me and you startle me, like I, I, I don't like that. Um, and pre-race food, I'm, um, I'm all about the carbs. Um, I do know, like I try to stop eating one, uh, one hour before any run, um, before big, r- really big trips. I do like totally carb load for like the week prior and drink a lot of fluids. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Uh, We got a lot of questions. This is awesome. So Michelle Rice asks, what do you think about while you're out on the trail? Are you happy to be off of the grid?
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Um, So uh, I work in the healthcare field and I have a pretty serious job. Um, So it's a, a lot of times I'm actually, I know this is weird, but I think of my patients, I don't know. <laughs> and um, I don't know, I'm just very appreciative of the life that I have. I mean, I'm not trying to get all hippy-dippy, but- Oh, it's, not. it's awesome. Attitude,
1: you know. and gratitude, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, so that, and then when I get tired, um, I'll just kind of space out. I have no problem spacing out, but for the most part, I just kind of reflect on what's going on in my
1: life at the time. That's awesome. Mind, mindful running. That's what that sounds like, which is yes. great. um Okay, let's see. Next one. Oh, um, well, Ryan Thorpe says carbs are love, carbs are life. So totally. that's where's the wisdom <laughs> right there. Um, we've got another question from, and I'm going to, um I think I'm going to pronounce her name wrong or his name, Roh- Rohini Parthasar. Oh, Rohini. Yes, I know her. Okay. Again, I, I told you before we started, I'm so yeah. bad. You know what? I should have shouted out this group. Mm-hmm.
0: Moms run this town in, and she runs this town in Hamilton. Really awesome. cool women. Um, Super. I, I just want to shout them out. They're really great people. Yes.
1: Yes. I got connections to Moms Run This Town too, and they're top notch. Yeah. So shout out to them. Um, so she asked, what, what's your favorite run venture that you've been on? And then she says hugs. Oh,
0: (laughs) your hugs. By far, the most beautiful place that I've visited was um, Orca's Island. Um, If you've read, I'm sure more women than men have read this, but The Secret Garden, um, it's, 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 I can't even put into words how incredibly beautiful, but I will say that it's probably as expensive or more expensive than Martha's Vineyard. So, wow. it's beautiful, but um it's a pricey place to visit. And I did I actually dropped down from the 50 to the the 26 miler, the marathon, the mountain marathon just because it was so beautiful and I wanted I did like did some really cool stuff out there. It's a beautiful place to visit.
1: Wow, that sounds amazing. We're going to have to have you back on to talk about that. It sounds Aww. like <laughs> Uh, Okay, man, the questions are still coming. So if you're good on time, I can keep asking. We have a lot of people watching, so uh, this is awesome. Um, Okay, so Dana Chin, which I think you know, Dana, right? Yeah. Um, She says, and assuming she's wanting you to make a choice, so it says, uh, give up pictures on the run or Strava. So I think she's asking if you had to choose between the two. I don't know, man,
0: because... i've actually had this conversation with her and actually shout out to dana because she like we have so many like biking adventures i'm a terrible biker and she her and her sister have like shown me how to ride a bike i do know how to ride a bike but i'm excellent at falling on the bikes any which way long story short um, I kind of, I don't do Instagram. I don't do a lot other than like Facebook. I use my Strava as kind of like Instagram. So pictures, because um, again, I do work in healthcare and I do know memory fades and I don't ever want to forget those memories. And I want to share them forever with anyone who will take the time and wants to hear me rant on about it. <laughs>
1: Only the pictures, but it would be hard to give up Strava. Yeah, I hear ya. I hear ya um okay rebecca constant asks what's uh what's your favorite instagram to follow but i think you just said you don't have instagram so that answers that question
0: yeah
1: um john beck asks Beck. you know john (laughs) (laughs) he's got a great question Which, which famous historical person living or deceased would you like to spend uh time with on the trails so Okay. So this is
0: actually very closely tied into, I mean, I'll tell you the book it's tied into this project that I'm working on. If anyone has the time uh, to read grandma Gatewood's walk. Um, she was the very first woman to walk the Appalachian
1: trail. yeah, Yeah.
0: Her story. Um, I listened to it on audible and it's a very, uh, easy read. Her story is just amazing. She did it all by herself with, um, the help of trail angels um and there's like a specific section that like just has my heart and that's what i'll be doing next month but um grandma gatewood um i i just i can't even imagine i mean this woman got not i don't want to get divorced but this woman got divorced at a time when women didn't get divorced and i mean her story is just phenomenal so um yeah
1: that's awesome i'll be
0: thinking of her on my project for sure
1: there you go john that's that's uh Kaylin's answer right there. Oh, tell. yeah, so <laughs> uh, yeah, some more questions. Uh Leah Becker asks, where is your favorite yeah. where is your favorite place to train? Oh, my friends. I know these are such awesome people that are on the call. These They're are such amazing. awesome people. I'm sorry, what was her question? She uh she asked where is your favorite place to train?
0: Oh, um my training is specific to um What what I'm kind of training for, but my absolute favorite there's this little mountain. I mean, I think anyone who lives around real tall mountains would say it's a hill, but Baldpate, um, yeah, about 20 minutes from my house. I love it, like, I love it so much that when people do graffiti, like, I'll cover it and I get mad. And if people leave junk on the trail, I get mad. You know, I think you can totally relate to this, like. I have so many memories and like, there's this certain hill repeat that I do all the time. And you know, it's like you go, even in training, you go through so much. And I just have a lot of memories tied to that mountain.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Um, Okay. We're getting down to the end of the list. Uh, Ryan Thorpe asks, any issues with altitude? I think the North Rim of the Canyon is about 8,000 feet. Yeah, I, find it, I
0: found it surprising. I did not. Um, so the um, highest that I've kind of like trail ran is um, out in California. I, I've done up to 9,000 feet, and I personally have not had an issue. Um, I am kind of hippy-dippy, so maybe I have and I didn't notice. No, but seriously, no, I didn't. And Grand Canyon, absolutely not. Um, I was super tired, but no,
1: no problems with elevation. Awesome. Okay I think we've worked our way all the way through. I thought of another question though, what um what shoes do you like to run in for trail running?
0: Oh gosh so I'm actually switching, I actually, my laptop is on a brand smanking new pair of ultras so I'm actually, I've been a huge devotee of um Solomon's and Hoka's. Solomon's are only good for like specific terrain I'm sorry, but they're, uh, the uppers are just, the quality has been going down and I've been like a devotee for like four years. But then on top of that, I personally find that uh, now with whatever kind of foam they're using or whatever type of cushion, if I'm running in a really wet environment, I feel like it almost absorbs the water. So I'm going to be, I'm literally looking at them ultra temp. So um, I know there's a breaking in period. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, But yeah, and this, I I specifically got these and won't be using Solomon because I did look at the trail conditions of where I'm running and it looks like these should suit the terrain. Okay,
1: awesome. I promise this will be my last question. But I I thought of this, you know, when you were talking about how you do a lot of these trips by yourself and you go out solo. And so as as you're alone, as a woman on the trail, can you talk a little bit about know what that means to you why it's important maybe um, advice for other women who want to get out and try you know maybe they want to go somewhere but they might not have people to go with what would your advice be for for, you know other ladies who are really passionate about hiking or trail running and want to try some of these adventures on their own
0: yeah sure so it would be easy but disingenuous for me to say yeah go out and do it Uh, the reality is is that I was very fortunate I was raised in an environment where both my parents were athletic. Um, I was raised uh, for about 12 years in Germany. Every weekend, it's as part of the culture. We do Volksmarches, and that's where you actually get you you go through a trail, either walk or hike it, and then you get a plate at the end, and it goes on your wall. So I was kind of raised um, always exploring. Um, start easy and start uh with local areas um there's certainly like even though I travel to a lot of areas I tend to do more um populated um or common trails just because um there's safety you know especially getting lost I don't want to get lost um I have no problem with carrying so If that's your comfort level, at minimum, carry a knife. If you're uncomfortable with that, carry bear spray. That can also be used for uh, protection. Mm -hmm. Um, Use your gut, for sure. I've had times where I feel uncomfortable. I, the one thing that I absolutely do, whether you're a woman or a man is I always look you directly in the eyes. I'll smile and I will say hello to you. I don't care if you say hi back or not, but just by looking at someone, looking at someone directly in the eyes, you can kind of gauge, like, are they sketchy or are they not? Um, so that's kind of what I do, but start small. Um, I, a lot of my trips are by myself because I want to run my own run. I don't want to slow someone down. And personally, I don't want to slow down for anyone else. And and that's okay. Hike your own hike, run your own run, do it however you want to do it. But um, if you're going to go by yourself, let people know where you're going to be. I have a spot tracker now. So I'm going to be playing around with that because I am, you know, uh, starting to get into some. I'm expanding my horizons in areas I'm willing to go to. Always take your cell phone full, but number two, always put it on airplane mode so you can save your battery. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. I just picked up a uh, a Garmin InReach. I think there was a sale with Black Friday or something. Spicy. I know. <laughs> well, I did get a discount at REI. I had some dividends. <laughs> Yourself, yeah, but um, I was running into the same issues too. I'd like you know, I like going out on adventures on my own, but you know, even if you just go to like Catskills or uh, Mid there's no cell service, and um, so uh, a couple of my friends who are on this, you know, they would be upset because sometimes they couldn't reach me and didn't know. Um, so I did some research, chatted with uh, Joe Brandy, who's he's on the uh, video as well. He just said, Love my in reach. Um, and he recommended the inReach and I used it this past weekend um, or two weekends ago, whatever it was going up to the white mountains. Cause you know, there's not a lot of cell service. Right. Up yep. there. well. Um, so that, I mean, just personally gave me more peace of mind. And I know uh, my friends and family, they had peace of mind as well, knowing that, you know, it could be used, but um, this kind of goes with this. We're going to wrap up with this. Um, I'm assuming this is your, dad who made this comment. Oh God. (laughs) Is your dad uh, Raphael? Yeah, that's my dad. dad. Raphael says, can you ask her to let her dad know where she's at and when she takes off on these hikes? (laughs) So, I don't know if he just like, you know, three under the bus for that one.
0: I really do tell people, and he's busting my chops right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't always. Sometimes I come home, like I get in my Jeep, I come home, and I kind of pass out. <laughs> I'm human, but no, seriously, letting people know. <laughs> and I do. I am a better, puppy, I
1: swear. <laughs> there you go, Dad. <laughs> awesome. All right, Kaylin, this was phenomenal. Um, I, I prefaced it in the beginning and I'll say it again. This was very, it was a little self-serving to invite you on because I, I just was so intrigued by your story and I wanted to know even more details. This was so awesome. I'm actually going to go and post this in some groups and just say, hey, if you're thinking about a rim to rim, rim to rim to rim, check this out. kaylin has got some amazing um, tips, but thank you so much. You're so gracious with your time. I know we went over, but there was great conversation in the chat. Uh, yeah, so thank you so you again. much.
0: Yeah, and and just I I miss everybody. I think I I I want to say I speak for pretty much everybody that kind of lives a huge part of their life in the outdoors. We all kind of miss each other. We miss racing, and I, I just I miss everybody so. Much and I think about my friends all the time. I'm not lonely, but hey, look—it's a big part of your life. So, virtual hugs to everybody. Okay. If Paige you're okay. on there, Paige hates hugs, so a super <laughs> tight hug for her. Um, and if you see me on the trail, say hi. I always say hi back. Um, and you know, you never know where we can connect, whether it's in Jersey or somewhere out in the, uh, another part of the world. You know, making those connections
1: we help each other out. Awesome. Thank you, Caitlin. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you back here in two weeks when we have on Kelsey Miller, same time, same place on Facebook Live. All right. Keep it squatchy, everybody. Bye.